I would like to acknowledge the Wiradjuri people as the traditional owners of the land on which this recording is held. I would like to pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as the first people of Australia. They have never ceded sovereignty and remain strong in their enduring connection to land and culture. Connecting to Childhood 98. Wow, we have such an exciting episode today. Oh, wow. Interviewing Samantha Andrew. And honestly, can I just say, wow, I love her. Also talking to my mum a bit about coming out, coming out as a queer lady myself. I went gay, I went bi, I went pan, I went everywhere. And I still don't know where the fuck I am. And that's, that's the tea. That's just my life. And it's okay sexuality is fluid darling it's fine but yes this interview ah i was so excited i really love samantha andrew her comedy her tiktok and she's doing a show at the comedy festival with the talented mel o'brien but unfortunately um guys i really fucked up because i kept calling her samantha andrews and I'm like, fuck, why the fuck did I do that? And then at the very end, she was like, oh, just letting you know, sometimes people will call me Samantha Andrews, but it's actually Samantha Andrew. And I was like, what? How the fuck did I get this wrong? I had no idea. And then I realized, I fucking realized why I got it wrong. It makes so much sense. It's because we've been saying Daniel Andrews a billion times a day for like a year and a half. And maybe I just can't say the word Andrew without saying Andrews, but lovely, lovely beautiful lady she is she just you know she copped it she copped me getting her name wrong multiple times at the start of the interview I'm like Samantha Andrews and she's like Samantha Andrew how did I not notice how did I not notice but anyway it's okay it is a little funny though because I've been watching her TikToks probably for a year now and I couldn't even get her surname right but We all make mistakes and we all have to pay the price. But yeah, anyway, this is going to be a great episode. Also in the future, I've got some great interviews coming up. I'm going to do more interviews on Child of 98 and it's exciting. So this will be this lovely, lovely chat. It's not really an interview. It's more of a convo. Like, mate, she's just bloody hilarious. You'll hear me going (laughs) so much. And then, yeah, a little chat with Mimomzy. I love her. She's such a such a character um but yeah hope you enjoy please leave me a rating as well my ratings are going down because people are realizing oh, i have a vagina or maybe it's just the content i don't know we'll say we'll say playing some guess who how are you going g i'm going bloody brilliantly yes. <laughs> can i get you sipping your drink <laughs> amazing, amazing. Okay, let me let me have a go. Connecting to childhood ninety-eight. Okay, welcome to Child of Ninety-Eight. We've got Samantha Andrews. First of all, composer, performer, comedian, activist, TikTok sensation, leader of a generation. I don't know. I don't know. Like, let's be honest. And now 
got a bloody show at the comedy festival with Mel O'Brien. Oh my God. I do. I appreciated that you um, sang, sung. I never bloody know how to do that right. <laughs> my name, Samantha Andrews. Samantha That's great. Andrews. Andrews. If you ever need like a Obsessed. voiceover for like a radio show, I can be like, with Samantha Andrews. And then it comes in with the Samantha Andrew ding. Yes. Obsessed. Oh my God. I love it. You're like an actual composer. I'm like, <laughs> let me teach you a thing about composing. Let me. Let me teach you. Yeah, please, <laughs> please, bloody do. No, honestly, you've got to get a hook, and you've got a hook, and it and it works, mate, mate. I'm here for I've it. I've got it going on. Um, okay. So first of all, how do you feel right in this very moment? Like, how do you feel right now? Right in this very moment, so effing busy in a great way. There's just a lot, a lot to do, but I thrive off busyness. Um. Yeah, I'm feeling really excited for Comedy Festival. My fingers are so crossed that it's just going to go ahead. I really, yeah, really need fuck. it to go ahead. Mm. Yep, especially with it being cancelled last year. Way to start off an interview. I'm like, so do you remember when Comedy Festival was cancelled? Yeah. Anyway. Very deep and dark and always forget. It's, yeah, it's really. The year bad. was 2020. The pandemic begun i'm yes very very keen for no hat no play we're just really excited and we're really grateful that we're doing 12 shows which means there's enough of a chance for people to come i feel like if you can't make the 12 shows then you don't want to see it and i'll just accept that yeah i was worried i was like oh i might be too busy (laughs) i've got such a huge schedule and then i looked at all the shows i was like mate says you will definitely be there yeah. um like it can definitely happen plus it's around 8 45 9 45 I'm like this is great it's a night out go see a show have a couple drinkies it's also I'm very grateful that we're at 9 45 because I feel like people can be out and about having some dumplings having a yarn and then there's you know it's like the perfect time to like leave a restaurant or leave a bar and then be like oh do you want to go see some comedy so yes i'm very keen it's seriously like that sounds really great i just got lost in that i was like dumplings a yarn a show like <laughs> bloody hell like it's only monday and i'm already there that's i, feel, I <laughs> feel like in the best way you and i have both started this episode in a very chaotic way no one knows anything about the show and i'm like <laughs> the most important thing that you need to know is that oh. it's at 9 45 and there will be 12 show yeah 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 actually before you before you even you pull me off on that that's true fair play but I'm gonna okay I was gonna like do my own little bio but then I was looking at your event um description and I was like I just want to read this out because I feel like it really says it perfectly um so here we go acting acting and scene off we go Apple on a stick makes us sick, makes us crush Michaela J's diorama with a brick. Wipe down your recorder, kick the tan bark out of your shoes and throw that Megasaurus scrapbook to the wind. It's time to loosen up, jerks, because it's your own lunchtime. You're wasting. Join Green Room Award winner Samantha Andrew, baby bye bye bye, TikTok and Mel O'Brien, Tinder Tales, Voldemort and the Teenage Hogwarts musical parody for this jam-packed, glad-wrapped cabaret adventure. Honestly, 
I'm in love. And then a couple of song names. We're not going to give it all away. Yeah. But we've got... I love you, James. L. <laughs> and then <laughs> Dob on me. <laughs> and then the day I read my bum went psycho, fell on my bum and my mum went psycho. And then No Heart, No Play, which is the most triggering song title for me because in year four, <laughs> young Cesar lost her hat and then she could not play for three days and I had to sit on the silver seats by myself and the whole yep. grade was like, you are a piece of shit. No one yep. respects you. You can't argue the rule. Yeah. And that's... Yep. <laughs> I just feel like I'm going to go to this show and I'm going to be crying. I'm going to be laughing. And I know that's like so typical, like, oh, you'll be crying, you'll be laughing. But I'm like, <laughs> I actually will because I'll be triggered. Like, year six vibes. I love it. I just want to go to the school oh. disco again. Maybe actually after the show I might go dancing. Truly. Hit up a primary school disco. I, like, even, even riding the show, it's been so enjoyable i feel like i've especially during the pandemic i've just been living in the past like living back in 2007 in the yes yeah in the hot australian sun with my blue heaven milkshake and my hot dog like i'm just (laughs) it's great take me take me back (laughs) take me away take me away i actually do have some funny questions yes um that I kind of, I was like, this is a serious thing. And I was like, actually, no. Um, do you wear a fluoro t-shirt from Supre with words on the front? That, that, that is a really good question. Currently, no, but there will be moments where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we used to say those things or wear those <laughs> things. Like currently our costume could change, but you know, we're going balls to the wall, bright yellow and maroon. We aren't doing <laughs> no white and white and you know emerald green. Like we are going pick the two worst colours, make them look like they've been, you know, chucked in a sandpit, <laughs> vomited on by some preps. That's what we're wearing. <laughs> Shit. Okay. But of course, we're going to have a soft eye makeup look so we look a little bit hot. <laughs> no Supre belts. No Supre yeah. belts. <laughs> Y2K, but like make it really disgusting. And <laughs> Y2K, but make it within the walls of a primary school. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, next thing I would say is if year six Samantha came to this yep. show, how would she feel? Um... Red for filth because it's, I'm, this is the thing, everyone's like, wow, like, what a great narrative you're writing. Like, how do you do it? I'm like, I'm just writing about shit that I wrote down in my journal in year six and <laughs> things that I thought and performances that I did at lunchtime. Like, yeah, I feel like if I went and saw it, I'd be like, okay, one, stop reading my journals. And two, I'll be like, oh, those year sixes think they're so cool and they're so not. And I'll be like, darling, I'm just acting the exact way you did. But to be fair, we are playing a lot of different characters. So it isn't just the two characters that some people might have seen in a few of my TikTok Mm. sketches. We play a mix of people. You know, you've got the kid that's like really into his HB pencils. And the second that someone's like, why? They're like, excuse me. And then they'll go into like an entire (laughs) verse about how important HB pencils are for them and their drawing. And then you've got, you know, the teacher's pets and you've got, you know, the kids that love arts and craft. And I won't say too much more because obviously I don't want to give it it's away. It's so hard. But yeah, yeah it's if so year hard. six Sam watched it, I'd be like, um, get out of my journals. Like, <laughs> I truly remember, this is not in the show, 
But I remember in, I'd be very interested to know if you did something similar. Yeah. In year six, we had a CD player and it was literally a single and it was Toxic by Britney Spears. Every <laughs> lunchtime, us year six girls were like, thank you. Could you please move, boys, with the dodgeball because we have to rehearse our dance to Toxic. <laughs> move and every lunchtime we would just go over the you know the same repetitive like step touch step touch drop and stand and <laughs> hand here hand there hand on hip routine and it was our life it it's was so life. beautiful though because like honestly that is my experience but I think I'm a I'm a little bit younger sorry to sorry to age shame That's okay I'm a little bit younger so it was I do remember the toxic days, but I shamefully will say this. I knew every song on the Kesha albums off by heart. Like, I don't know, like people, like my friends, like, why are you such like a, I don't know how to say this. I was about to be like, why are you such a slut? I'm like, no, like, why are you such like a, like I pick up or like a lot of people make, cause I memorized Kesha from like 10 years old. I was like, blah, 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 talking with your dick, blah, blah, blah. And my parents blah. were like, yeah, that's so chill. That's completely fine. Yep. TikTok, wake up TikTok. in the morning, Jack, like. <sighs> the OG TikTok. And she, Kesha is a consistent queen. Consistently. She's consistently. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Seriously, she never lets us yeah. down. Um, okay, also, mm. also, okay, I could just get lost in hearing you talk about <laughs> this because it gets me all nostalgic and I'm like, yeah. <gasps> but won't give it away. Guys, you have to see this show. I will put all the details and all that and be super cool and do a little maybe I'll do a little dance. Maybe I'll do a little a little song. I don't know. We'll see how we go. Um, okay. TikTok life. Okay. Bro, crazy. Like, take yeah. it back, take it back. Last year, what the hell? I remember seeing you pop on, pop up on my FYP. I was, like, mid-pandemic, you know, like, depression of just, like, yuck, gross. Yep. And I do comedy as well, so I was, like, trying to write comedy and I was like, oh, I fucking feel like shit. Yep. So I was, like, not really, like, finding any inspiration. So TikTok came along and I was like, oh, this is so funny. Yep. And then Australians started popping up on TikTok, more Australians than usual. And I was like, oh. And then I saw yep. your one where you were acting as, like, the shops, like, different, like, sports girl and JB <laughs> Hi-Fi. And I was like, who is this woman? This is bloody genius. Like, how did it feel blowing up on TikTok in the pandemic? Because that would have been pretty weird. It, yeah, um, I think I gave it a lot of attention because there was nothing much else to do. I think it was almost a blessing in disguise yeah. that it happened the way it happened. If I had been, you, you know, living my busy life and doing my shows and doing my teaching and working my office job and I'd blown up, I think I would have been like, oh, okay, cool, but I don't have time to consistently do this, so that's mm. great, but I wouldn't have given it the time of day, whereas because there was literally nothing to do apart from watch Tiger King and just sit at home. <laughs> I was like, well, maybe, maybe I just do another sketch the next day. And then I did. And then I did a part three and a part four. And then I went, ew, stop doing that. Move on. Something fresh. Mm. And then I just kept going and people liked it. So I was kind of just like, great, you know, and it, it wasn't like blowing up. Wasn't this 
ridiculous like wait who me are you kidding no I don't want a platform I hate attention please stop like it came yeah it came into open arms I was like yes I love this and I love performing um and Mm. I it was it's a really great app I think for me you know I remember years ago back when I was really into makeup but not in a way that's like you should start a makeup YouTube channel (laughs) I was always like I want to start making videos online but what the mm. hell would they be? I don't want to post singing covers because, like, I just don't want to do that. That's not really for me. I love makeup, but I'm nowhere near. People would watch my videos and be like, that's enough. What are you doing? All wrong. Please stop. So I think TikTok was the perfect short-form video, like, app that worked really well for my personality. Yeah, definitely. I can definitely tell, like, you're an extrovert. Um I feel that vibe and I think like any extrovert who has TikTok, it's just like, ah, like you can go through so many different niches as well. And I think it's, it's like uh, probably the most refreshing thing with millennials and Gen Z is we're obsessed with saying like it started off with reality TV and then it was kind of like YouTube vlogs and things like that. And then it's, Mm. yeah, short form videos, but we just like, we want to see people who are just actual people who are funny, who are just like living their lives. And it sounds like, oh my God, living their lives real life. But it's, it is true. Like it is just nice to, especially in the pandemic, it was like, oh, do I really want to watch like Keeping Up with the Kardashians or do I want to watch like a girl from like the outback talk about eyeshadow or something? It's like, that just sounds a bit more fun. Like I'm not going to lie. Um, but mm. for you personally, yep. sorry, the connection's so bad. Um, I definitely, um, what's it like opening up your life a bit more? Because you kind of started off with comedy sketches and then you started kind of opening up that you were in a queer relationship and you're like, hey, mm. living my life. And that, I think that kind of relates to one of the best things about TikTok is it's like, so many people in the LGBT plus community, it's like, I can just see people living their lives totally normally. Like I have a boyfriend, like I have a girlfriend, like I'm just doing my thing. And it's not like, here they are. They're like the queer people, like, oh my God, so scary. Queers in the wild. (laughs) Yeah, like we are normal. Hello, how are you? Like, yep. how did that feel opening that up? Totally. It it felt really organic and really easy and you know i've i've been out since 2013 so it wasn't i didn't feel like i was hiding anything from anyone mm. and also people are and rightly so they're obsessed with my partner every time i would go live <laughs> go live and the comments would just be like so is is, is cody going to join is cody joining will cody be joining the live so can cody join the live and i'm like <laughs> Like, hey, and you're like coming from the kitchen with a coffee. He's like, hello, everyone. I'm like, why don't you just take it from here, babe? <laughs> um, but yeah, it felt like absolutely the right thing to do. And I think I, for me, went about it in a good way. Not that this is the right way to do it. Obviously, everyone's different, but mm. I like that I started off with comedy and then I went, oh, and I just happened to be queer. Like, that wasn't the main part of my channel. But yes, yes. I've spoken about it before in a few interviews and I, I feel, um, I feel really lucky and humbled that I have a platform now. So it's kind of like, okay, so so go further. Don't don't just put on a jumper and pretend you're from mm. JV Hi-Fi and make jokes. Like that's great. But go further. You mm. have this opportunity. And I think with TikTok having such a young 
audience and an audience that want to be educated and love learning. I really see that on the app. Um, like it can be so educational. I just yeah. feel like why not talk about things? Yeah, because yeah, for us it may be like we've kind of been through like years of kind of like I'm queer as well. Mm. It's just kind of going through like I'm used to it now. I'm like living my life, Brunswick, like all chill. Yeah. But then you think about people who are like 12, 13, and then they see someone who's a bit older living their life and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have a great 20s. Yeah. Like this is going to be fine. Yep. But I remember when I was 12 and I was like, you are a sinner. You cannot yeah. feel this way. This is not right. And I would luckily I would try and like go on YouTube and find like little lesbian couples yep. and be like, yeah. And then I remember Come on, Rose and Rosie. I kind of realized. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, yeah. hello. But then I realized I wasn't gay and I was like, oh, I'm bi. And I was like, damn it. And then I'm looking up for bi people. I'm like, what's happening? Like, this is so unfair. Like, I swear I thought I was gay. I just really wanted to be gay. I was like, I really don't want to have to, like, find Girl. bi creators. It's so Same. hard, though. Like, it's so hard. Um, but, yeah, oh. I think with TikTok, it's like, it's so good that we have more of those things mm. and even if we're like i'm so chill like i'm 22 i'm 25 like i'm living my life someone in year seven in like bloody Wollongong and new south wales is like hell yeah year mm. seven life i'm keen for exactly. this um come to melbourne um not now though because there's a pandemic <laughs> and stuff um pandemic, yeah. maybe a bit later <laughs> just for the just for the comedy festival yeah let's not choose violence um, on this but, podcast today <laughs> yeah i'm like oh god here we go um but yeah i think that's so great and definitely as someone who's in performing arts myself it is always like uh like i am just in performing arts but i also yep. it's it's yeah i think it's different with zillennials like a millennials compared to I don't know. I feel like when I meet people, I'm never like, hello, I'm a queer person. But like my mom totally. would be like, my daughter likes vagina too. How amazing is that? And like, I'm like, yeah, mom, like, it's not like, it's we not love something. ally parents. Yeah. I'm like ally, but like make it really, really extra. Yeah. Um, really extra. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely think that you're a great example for the people so you should be very proud plus i saw your bonds campaign killing it thank you honestly ah oh, cheers the dancing thank you the vibes that was oh it was so that was so fun like i if you had told me a year ago okay so like the month is January <laughs> and you're actually going to be paid to just get in your underwear and dance on stage with a, with a whole bunch of awesome queer talent. AJ Clementine will be there. How do you feel? I'd be like, what? Uh, like I, I just had such a ball. It was such a fun campaign. Um, and they had like a choreographer there who was so gorgeous and like gave me like my moves that I could do oh. because obviously some people there were so confident moving and I love dancing but let's not beat around the bush like I am very <laughs> theatre based so mm. you know it's not really appropriate for the Bonds campaign to be doing like a time step like <laughs> and a pirouette not a pirouette I can't do a pirouette but that kind of like you know jazz hand energy it was meant to be like cool and it's like I feel love so yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my I was gosh. really fun. are you gonna go to Mardi Gras yeah. is that like a thing that will be happening with that campaign. Yeah. 
Yes, right. yes. Fingers, fingers crossed. We're just in the final steps of getting it all sorted. But I will be on a float. I can't say what, but um, yes. Oh and Cody my will be going god! With me. Yeah, which will be which will be really fun. But honestly, Samantha or yes. Sam or whatever you Samantha. want. Meet. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Either or. <laughs> um, I really appreciate you coming on i could talk to you forever about all things bloody tiktok and comedy and queer but you have things to do wollongong. yeah wollongong i just love saying words <laughs> with the gong in it like i don't know um but we love we the love the gong oh my god yeah. well you never know your You're show into- might be like traveling around australia at some point who knows Ah. Uh. That that is so the goal. I feel like I could talk to you forever as well. I feel like we'd be though two those two like people in the corner at a party and everyone's like hello, <laughs> and then other people would try and join our conversation and be like I don't what is this is this is chaos. Goodbye. Enjoy your April spritzes. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, two extroverts. Actually, what's your star sign? Guess. Guess. Oh, okay. Or you can guess like Is it- Earth, fire. Are you in Aries? What the? Yes. What? How did you do oh that? Oh my you- God. <gasps> I'm in Aries. I, I know it. I know. Crazy. Okay. I'm Aries on the cusp of Taurus. So yes. I'm like some crazy Wait, what's shit. What's your birthday? Yeah. What's your birthday? 20th of I'm April. I'm 16th. 420. Oh, dude. You know, someone told me I had the same birthday as Hitler last year on my birthday, which was really yeah, not a Yeah, my 21st was 420. It was tw- <laughs> on Hitler's birthday. And I remember being like, radio, that's a bit, let's not talk about that, please. <laughs> and that's how we're going to end the podcast. <laughs> Happy birthday, Hitler. <laughs> See you in April. Great times. <laughs> but no, honestly, Jesus. like we've covered it all. We've gone, we've gone everywhere. We've covered it all. I'm sorry to bring up. Don't bring that up in your like beautiful glittery mood. I'm so sorry, but you're in Aries. That's great. Thank you. Um, thank you. That's why. That's why. This is why this has happened. And I'm gonna manifest yep. for you that this comedy show goes great, and for Mel as well. Give Mel my love. Um, I will. I will. She's an absolute. Oh, she's a legend. I love her. And I'm gonna come. I'm gonna yep. come. Um, probably on a Friday or a Saturday. Great. And it's going to get deep. I'm going to be like, oh, God, this is bloody amazing. Oh, all right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Hell yeah. But I feel like... As he walks past. I'm very, very, very attractive. Honestly, it was just such a delight to talk to Samantha Andrew, even though I got her surname wrong multiple times. It's okay, sometimes things don't happen the way you think they're gonna happen. But yeah, what a great human. I love chatting with her. I mean, if we chat that great on a Zoom call, mate, I tell you what, hopefully... (laughs) 
It's so annoying doing Zoom interviews, but also like hashtag COVID, hashtag where's my studio. Donate to my Patreon so I can build a studio in Brunswick. Just joking, I don't have a Patreon, but you know, maybe one day. Um, but yeah, what an icon. No hat, no play. I'm so excited to see that. Fun fact, I'm actually gonna be reviewing that now for the comedy festival for Sin. So full circle moment. Um, definitely will be reviewing that for Sin, but also mention in a future comedy festival themed podcast how great that was i might bring my little microphone along and just you know get some atmosphere sounds i don't know why i like doing that it's a bit random but yeah anyway love her love her work it's bloody amazing and you know what you know what mate she's gonna be in a future episode that i'm doing with some other content creators i'm not gonna name drop who they are right now but I'm very excited about it because I've been planning episodes in advance I know crazy organization organization who would have thought Cesar would start being organized and planning ahead but you know what life is crazy so yeah anyway um to end this episode off I'm just gonna have a quick chat to my mum um because a few of you requested that I get her on more and you know what it's so true she's such a such a legend so i'm gonna give her a quick call and ask her about what's it like when i came out 20 times from 20 different closets because you know what that's what life's about and yeah mate i'm buzzing i'm buzzing i'm buzzing had a first coffee today after two weeks so i'm just really feeling it guys i'm really feeling it but yeah thank you sam andrew such an icon let's call the mother dearest Okay, one sec. All right. Hi, Mum, also known as Simon. Simon, Simon, Simon. How are Hello. you? Hello. <laughs> Sending love and light down oh. to Melbourne. Woo! God, Sending I can feel it. I can feel <laughs> it. It's hitting me in the face, darling. So. I just talked to a really lovely comedian called mm. Sam Andrew. Fun fact, mm-hmm. um, I got her surname wrong. I kept calling her Sam Andrews and I was so annoyed at myself. And then I realized mm. it's because Daniel yeah, Andrews. Daniel mm. Andrews, that's why. Uh, yeah. So crazy. It's just tattooed on your brain. It seriously, yeah. it lives inside my mind. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I wanted to kind of chat to you because, you know, it's Mardi Gras soon, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to ask you what it was like when I first came out of the closet. Even though when I first came out of the closet, I remember I was like, oh God, like, I think I might like women. I was very scared. I wasn't like, yay. I was like, oh God. Like it was a big identity crisis. Yeah, well, I remember when I became aware that something like that was up and you didn't come right out with it, but I kind of instinctively knew it was something like that. And I can remember saying, let's go have dinner and taking you taking you out and we had some burger and chips, veggie burger and chips or something because I just wanted to be able to chat to you, but I didn't want you to feel like pressured that you had to kind of, like I I didn't even know if you were gonna kind of come out with it, but I wanted to feel like you could, 
if you wanted to kind of talk to me about it. And I don't know why, but it just felt like it would be the right place to do it, like to take you out, have burger and chips and have a, have a chat. And then, you know, maybe go drive to a drive to a lookout or something because it was in the Blue Mountains, so, you know. Oh, God, small um, town, you know, talk. <laughs> and at that time, I mean, at that time, that was quite a treat after school to, you know, to get taken out to have. So some. many hormones rushing through your body. <laughs> there were so many times I'd be like, Mum, I no food. But, yeah, that's so true. So do you think that you had a bit of an inkling that I might be queer? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Are you uh, serious? Now, let me let me rephrase it. <laughs> I always, I always just had this really open attitude about it, where I was quite detached from it because I just thought, probably a lot of parents probably think this way. I just thought, I just want my daughter to be happy and healthy. And I'm not really invested in in whatever happens with that. And I know that it can be a very fluid thing. So what's the point of getting hung up on anything that's anywhere on the spectrum? Like mm. just see what happens and life's a journey. And and I remember so well that my that time of my life was so turbulent and so confusing and so fraught. So I think the most loving thing you can do is kind of stand back, let the person in question figure their stuff out in their own way and just love them to death. Like just encourage them, love them, be there for them, but let them just kind of go on that journey. So because of that, it wasn't actually something I really kind of dwelt on or thought about at all really. But um, yeah, I did have an inkling that maybe it could happen just because you were always quite willful and I very consciously brought you up to be independent and confident. I really wanted you to feel confident and independent because I didn't. Um, so I had an inkling that because of that, you know, maybe it could happen. But I mean, again, I could just be Oh, but like, do you think there's any there was any points like specific points that you remember where you're like, oh, she might be, you know, feeling that LGBT plus vibe. Like, was there any kind of sign where you were, you know, maybe when I was playing netball, you were like, she's pretty good at netball, <laughs> you know, like she's no good with working no. with women. No, yeah. No, <laughs> There's sorry, not really boring. any. No, no, no. That's fine. I don't. I don't think I no. can. I don't think I can kind of pinpoint it. But also, like, I still mm. am in the point with my sexuality where I don't know if I'm bi or pan or gay. Like, I've tried to label it a few times, and there's been times where I've a hundred percent thought I was gay. I was like, I'm a hundred percent gay, and then a year later. I'm like, no, and then it really pisses me off. But then as we learn more and more about um, sexuality and how fluid it is, it's crazy. But mm. I think when I was in high school and I was kind of realising that I was gay, I mm. was like, oh, I must be gay because I think even six, eight years ago, 
it was more like, oh, they're gay. It was never like, oh, they're bi or they're pansexual. It was never that. It's like, oh, the gays. So it's kind of like if you were bi, it was like, make a decision, make a decision one way or another. Um, and I didn't know anyone、mm. who was bi in my life, although I'm sure, I'm sure there are some people. You know what I mean? That around.、Mm -hmm. But definitely, it's interesting. It's just good to chat to you because I remember, I do remember when that happened in high school, you were very comforting because I wasn't like, oh my God, yay. I was like, oh God, what's wrong with me? Probably because you just, you, when you're in high school, you have so many things happening. And, but、oh. I do remember being in high school and saying to a couple of my mates, I was like, yeah, I'm bye. For sure. I think I'm bi at some point. But I thought I was gay, but I was saying I was bi because I was like, it's a safe bet. But even now, I'm 22 and I don't know. At the moment, I'm no one. I don't want any person up in my grill. Get away from me.、Um, but yeah, it's interesting. So now I'm just like, I'm queer because I got no fucking idea.、Uh, but also, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Um, but yeah, I think the next question I'd like to ask you is Do you think there is enough education、um, in Australian education about LGBT? Because I remember when I was in school, there was literally、mm. no education about that. Was there any education for you when you were in school? Before I answer that, can I just say as well with what you're talking about? That book, Untamed by Glennon Doyle,、um, goes right into exactly what you're talking about. And she just writes about it so beautifully. Yeah,、so、I love that book. It's anyone out there that's kind of having confused feelings about it. And she talks a lot about non labeling and not、mm. kind of locking people into, into things.、Um, but anyway, as far as education goes, No, absolutely not. There's not enough education about it. And to be fair, I don't think it's really the role of teachers to 100% have to talk about that kind of thing because it's so nuanced. I mean, you need to be careful with someone who loves you. I say, well, what about in this kind of situation? Or you, you need to be able to have really long. Um, cyclic kind of conversations where you can go back and forth about these things. So, I, I personally think don't think it's the role、um, of teachers. I think it's the role of like the education、mm -hmm. system to have it in the syllabus for like health. Yes,、yeah, because be. there's a lot of families that would never even talk about that. So, like, I think it would. It, it helps people to not be homophobic if they have education about different. Family dynamics and things like that.、Mm -hmm. So, I think I don't think teachers get a, a hard, a hard, you know, hard time. It's not teachers' roles, it's the education system, like the whole syllabus, the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just make up a syllabus as you go, like, the whole system needs to change.、Um, just like with racism、yeah. and stuff like that. But I. Seriously, actually, fun question because you are a Gen X. Who was the first、um, queer person in your life that you met? Oh, wow. Okay. 
it's yeah it's a bit embarrassing now when I think about it because in our town there was one guy at school that was gay and it was the hugest deal uh, it mm. was just such a big deal that there was this gay guy um, at the time um, I'm the only gay in the village <laughs> I got on with him like a house on fire um, And also about a year later that there was a girl um, and people realised that she was gay. And that was a huge deal as well. Um, she was extremely confident and um, outgoing and she got harassed terribly, but she stood right up to the people that harassed her. And I admired her so much because I got bullied a lot in high school for different reasons. Um, other reasons and I just loved the way she stood up to the bully she seemed to have something in her that the other girls didn't have quite apart from from being gay she just really knew how to stood up stand up for herself and yeah I remember her I remember her really well um so different it's changed so much it has it has I'm so thrilled that it's changed so much um Yeah, because you, were, you um, were living in the time when um, HIV and AIDS was at its worst. So there was so much homophobia then, um, obviously yeah, not just was. then. But I was watching this documentary the other day at how they explained the disease through those 10 years. And it was just crazy to me um, how different it is. You learn, you, you learn about it, but when you actually watch the the footage of news anchors talking about, oh, the gay disease. It's so mm. shocking. Oh, it is. And going back to your point of what you were talking about before, there definitely needs to be a basic syllabus in schools that explains this kind of stuff. But I also think there needs to be not Lifeline and not other kind of organisations like that. There needs to be an organisation funded by the government, which is just real people, like real down-to-earth people that have been in those situations that people can go to to just have a chat to. Um, mm. And they can't talk to their parents. I mean, ideally, you talk to your parents mm. um, or your family. Um, but if you can't, those people that can't, if they could have, you know, like a, a team of people. That I'm sure there must be one. for them. Like mentoring, kind of. It's interesting. I'm no, sure there must be one, and I'm hoping after this I'm going to find it and then I'm going to link is. it in the show notes. But, I mean, mm. I get what you mean because it is – it's funny. In the interview I was just doing, we were talking about how TikTok is so great because you're seeing mm. so many different examples of adults living their lives, like couples and people and – sometimes when you're younger you want to think oh when I grow up I can do this and a lot of people will take a shit on reality tv but it's actually really good because when you see shows like the l word or different different or you know like even um building like tiny houses there's so many different examples of real people living their lives you see that and you're like oh, I want to do that I want to do that. But people always shit on reality TV. But I feel like millennials and Gen Z have taken reality TV and turned it into a freaking circus of different lifestyles. <laughs> so obviously there's down points. But just saying, I think mm -hmm. 
um, little youngins now when they're 13, if they want to see an example of someone who's living their life, you know, queer or like even an astronaut on the mm. moon, they can see mm. it on TikTok. But yeah, I really yes. appreciate chatting with you because I love mm. you. And I appreciate you not making me feel like shit because I've come out of the closet a hundred billion times in a hundred different ways. You know, you just Aww. love me for me. I, I adore you. Oh. oh, I love you so much. <laughs> if you come out, I'm here for you. If <laughs> anything you do with your life, I'm here oh. for it. Plus, I've never been to a wedding. So if someone can, in our family, get married, like, doesn't matter what sexuality you are, but I haven't been to a wedding yet and it's really sad. Okay. I'm not going to be going to my fucking wedding for a long time if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's going to be a long wait. But, yeah, my sisters. Actually, you just made me think that that show um, – Sex education is really, really good too. That, that talks oh. a lot about those kind of topics um, in a kind of contemporary way to people. Yeah, well, oh, I'd throw that I in love it. Oh, God, that's your recommendation, your recommendation for the weekly pod. My recommendation. Do you have any? Actually, you gave us a book recommendation, Untamed. Then you gave us a Untamed, Glennon Doyle. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bloody lovely. As well, what's your star sign, Mum? Scorpio. Ah, of course. Fucking typical. Deep. Deep waters. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, thank you. I'm like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I know... I am your favourite podcaster in the whole wide world. You don't need to say it. We all know it. I can see it in your eyes. Um, That's my goodbye. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I have to go to work after this and I'm just going to be such a mess. That was beautiful. Thanks for coming on the potty. No.